today is our 13th birthday. Awesome Inc. A lot of people said we couldn't do it. Here we are. Joke's on them. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Awesome Inc.'s podcast, where we highlight people pursuing their definition of, you guessed it, awesome. So buckle up and get ready for some more success story adventures and failures from Kentucky's tech and entrepreneur community. So we'll get started. Uh, for those of you, I think everybody should be pretty familiar with Awesome Inc., but I just love to brag on how we work around here. And Awesome Inc. is kind of a collective term or umbrella with uh, several entities that are underneath it and work together, of which they all revolve around the creation and education of technology and entrepreneurship. I'd like to say that that was the goal from 2009 when we started, uh, but it's more like we did whatever worked and it started to figure out that, okay, you know what, we seem to be about creation and education of technology and entrepreneurship. So we're gonna confidently tell people that 13 years from now when they're in the front of our space. So hitting this is the creation of technology uh, involves Apex Software, this is our sister company. Apex uh, is, just makes tons of great things happen in our community and a really talented team if you need custom software. We have the Education of Technology, which is our coding school, Awesome Inc. U, which produces all kinds of intelligent people, uh, and some of which you'll even get a sneak peek at here today. Uh, you are in our co-working space, Awesome Inc., 348 East Main Street. Uh, we have expanded, so for those of you who have not been here in several years, maybe you uh, are learning today that we have expanded both upward and over to, uh, to you know, make, make way for all of the things that are happening here at Awesome Inc., all the growing things. And then finally, we've got our fellowship program, which is really why and how I tried to attract you all here today. Uh, and I wanna touch a little bit on how Five Across and the Hall of Fame relate to the fellowship. First, I wanna highlight the education of technology piece. Uh, and I wanna invite Nick Such up here to tell you about Awesome Inc., you, and what they are up to. So let's give Nick a round of applause, please. This is, uh, this is probably the point where I'm going to announce that uh, Brian Rainey is stepping down as CEO of Awesome Inc., but it's April 1st, so you won't take me seriously anyway. Uh, Brian's actually out of town on a long-planned uh, spring break trip, uh, helping celebrate his daughter's birthday, so he says hi from afar. Um, but my name's Nick Such, one of the co-founders of Awesome Inc. Um, good to see all of you here today. Thanks for joining us. Um, awesome Inc. U is our initiative uh, as part of Awesome Inc., uh, to help people learn new skills, primarily technology skills. Uh, so we, uh, we grew out of listening to some of those founders. Uh, many of you talk about your need, hey, um, I can start my company, I can build my business, but then I need talent. So we run a few different programs here as part of Awesome NQ. Um, one of those is our web developer bootcamp program. Uh, we also run some part-time courses in web development. Uh, we'll be expanding soon into uh, Salesforce, seeing a growing need there. And we also run programs for kids. Uh, we had a really exciting opportunity uh, this past week to run our first camp in India um, through some partners, Bryce Anderson, Ashlyn Matthews. Um, so really excited to help kids uh, get that early start. Um, but here today we've got a little video. We've got some special people in the audience uh, who I'd like to uh, let introduce themselves. Um, so Keith, over to the video. Hey, my name's Justin Hall. And I'm the director of adult programs here at Awesome Inc. And especially the boot camp. So during the boot camp, they go through a process. So they're taught to be able to take something in the real world, figure it out, and provide a solution. So why would you hire from the boot camp? The boot camp is an agile learning experience. They go through 16 weeks, not just understanding how to tune a tank or how to do a process and be an order ticket they're actually learning how to problem solve in the right way so that they can work within their path and their understanding to get closer to the time to be billable. And that's one of the measurements we take is how well are they performing? Are they independent or are they interdependent? And we want that interdependency so that they can actually jump into a group or to a team in your company and be able to hit the ground running. My name is Jordan Duff. And before the bootcamp, I was a manager at J. Alexander's. The thing I like the most about software development is how challenging it is and the feeling I get whenever I actually 
make something appear on the page. My name is Anthony Devardi. Before bootcamp, I was doing uh, tech flavored customer support training. What I like most about software development is being able to take a big problem and break it down into its smallest possible components and then build that up brick by brick. My name is Chad Powell. Uh, before the boot camp, I spent uh, 20 years in law enforcement and specialized in digital forensics and uh, criminalistics. Just like my career in law enforcement, it's being able to take a problem that somebody has and being able to help them correct and fix that problem. My name is Zachary Kessner, and before the boot camp, I was doing tech support, helping customers with software and hardware related issues. What I like most about software development is building things and also the feeling that I get whenever I fix a problem that I've been struggling on for a long time. My name is Nick McMillan, and before boot camp, I was racing cars, especially driving the world. Um, I actually started a, an online-based company, and that's kind of what led me here to, uh, to Awesome Inc. For me, software development is incredibly fun uh, just because I get to be creative, I get to build, um, and I get to actually see you know something I created on the page being used. Hey, I'm Blair. I just graduated in May with a human health science major from UK. And the whole last semester, I was kind of up in arms and wanted to change it up a little bit. Um, I came across coding and then this boot camp, and I just kind of jumped in, um, excited to see what coding was about. So far, what I like most about software development is how much you have to continue learning. I can see that in my instructors and how much they have to also just keep broadening their horizon and keep learning new languages. Um, and I'm excited to apply that for my future as well. My name is Chad Cooper. Before boot camp, I was working in a factory where I was building bearings for oil wells. The thing I like most about software development so far is being able to see something that I create work and become something. My name is Corey Hampton. And before the boot camp, I worked retail and fast food and decided I didn't want to do that anymore. What I like most about software development is I can see an improvement within myself on a weekly basis. So could I have our eight current uh, web developer bootcamp students? Would you all stand up, please? So these are the folks you saw in the video. Uh, and they will be wrapping up their program uh, in mid-May. We'll have a demo day where they'll showcase the applications they'll be working on. Um, and if you are hiring, uh, we would love to see you back, back here. So thank you all. Um, also, a quick shout out, I know we've got some of our alumni, we've had more than 100 folks who've been through the bootcamp program, so if you're an alum, could you stand up here just for a second? Awesome. <clears throat> so, yeah, thank you all for being here. I'm really excited for the way that this program has gotten to work together with the fellowship with Five Across um, to help meet some of those talent needs for our growing startups. So. All right. Um, yes, yeah, so very exciting. And what we hope to show off to you a little bit is how if and when uh, the Awesome Inc. engine is working well, uh, our four entities really feed each other. And so fellowship companies oftentimes will hire the developer, uh, the developers that come out of the boot camp, uh, they'll rent space from our co-working space, or they will uh, go to APAC software for some sophisticated software needs. So uh, that is the engine, and when it feeds itself, it feeds itself well. So I'll highlight the fellowship program right now and illustrate, too, that uh, who, all, who has been to a Five Across Entrepreneur Pitch Competition here in this room? All right, very good. This is our early stage Entrepreneur Pitch Competition. Five pitches, five minutes for a chance to win $500 and an eventual chance to win $5,000. Uh, it's worth mentioning that thanks to Kelby, where's Kelby, and Keyhorse Capital, he's not going to want all the credit. Keyhorse Capital, uh, brand new this year, uh, we are now introducing that when you win five across, you get $500 cash, but you'll also get a $5,000 safe note offer from Keyhorse Capital, and if you win the five across finals, you'll get $5,000 cash like always, but you'll get a $50,000 safe note offer from Keyhorse Capital. So let's give it up for them. <laughs> so that's a, that's a really important way to promote uh, maybe the, the start of a fundraising journey for a startup. So we view Five Across as a bit of a pipeline filler for the fellowship program. The most promising companies then get offered to be a part of the program of the fellowship, uh, which accepts only eight companies out of Kentucky per year that are tech-focused with a full-time founder and convincing traction. So uh, that is that journey from Five Across to the fellowship. And then eventually, we would love to honor fellowship founders as the Kentucky Entrepreneur Hall of Famers uh, one day. So who all has been to the Kentucky Entrepreneur Hall of Fame ceremony in November? Good, good, good. Fewer people, but pretty good. And we want you there this November. Um, one thing I do want to mention, uh, because I do think it's important, is I want to confront uh, something that is uh, both maybe a little scary for now, but is a bright future item. And that is 
that the Kentucky Entrepreneur Hall of Fame currently only 8% of the inductees are minority founders. But the future is bright because like I said, our pipeline to the Hall of Fame comes from the fellowship program where since the beginning in 2014, 44% of founding teams have a minority founder leading those companies, which is really awesome and above the national average. And then even earlier in the pipeline, over the last two years, Five Across, which feeds the fellowship, which feeds the Hall of Fame, over 50% of founders of Five Across pitches are minority founders. So the future is looking promising. So when you're in the fellowship program for one year, you get access to all kinds of resources uh, and connections. And those include, uh, maybe most importantly, accountability with smart metric setting. Uh, you get access to a mentor network, uh, we have a designer, a developer, and a videographer on Awesome Inc. staff, on Awesome Inc. payroll, that when you're in the fellowship program, they now work for you for a year. And so our designer, developer, and videographer are busy working for eight different startups during their year in the program, which is a really cool resource for these companies. Additionally, we have amazing service provider partnerships. Specifically, I want to mention Dinsmore and Scholl and DB Virtual Accounting. I think they're in the room. Dow's in the room, and I think Tony's in the room in the back. Um, let me just say that we do not encourage uh, our founders or force them or pressure them to work with any service provider. But what I do tell them is, my goodness, have they given before they get? And that is a key component of what we search for when people are trying to get in touch with our founders. So Dinsmore has been a faithful uh, pro bono service provider for fellowship companies since we started the program. And Dow with DB Virtual Accounting, uh, get, I get raving reviews from founders uh, who, when he works on their accounting work, go figure uh, the stuff that they probably don't want to be working on. Uh, they absolutely love working with them. So thank you to Dinsmore and to DB Virtual Accounting. And you also become a member of our space for a whole year uh, in the program. So you don't have to worry about paying for an office space uh, or co-working membership. You get to be here as a founder, and that's another really valuable resource. Um, and we've worked with all of your favorite Kentucky startup companies to this point, and we'd love to know more. So uh, here's just kind of a scroll through our portfolio page. And I'm excited to tell you that after 66 companies since 2014, 66 companies have gone through our fellowship program and cumulatively they've raised just now north of $100 million and created 511 and a half jobs for Kentucky. So give it up for those startups. I will mention that this $100 million uh, number includes Demetrius Gray's weather check, not Demetrius Gray's captain, which just raised, I think, $104 million itself. So um, if you want to include that, uh, but I don't think it's wise to, um, over $200 million. So I mentioned that accountability is a huge part of the fellowship program. Uh, every company has their own metrics accountability doc that we, uh, we go through together each month. And we talk about what has sucked, what has not so sucked, uh, and what do they need to be connected to. And we uh, meet in those documents every year, or every month, I should say. And here's an example of kind of how we do it. It's pretty simple. Formula is uh, if you set a smart metric, specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time sensitive, uh, you basically, you hit it or you don't. And we talk about what got in your way. Was it yourself? Or was it someone else? Or did you just set a bad metric? And that's the worst one of all. So we try to only set good, smart metrics. Um, we highlight them red when you miss them, highlight them green and celebrate when you hit them, and very rarely are they yellow for it's almost done and it's someone else's fault, I, I swear. Uh, again, we can't do the fellowship program without amazing sponsors. Uh, we've got some listed here. Uh, I have vetted these, uh, these service providers, these sponsors. They all give before they get, uh, and so I would encourage you to consider them for your business. Um, and if they find you su or they're suitable for you, um, I recommend them very highly. And specifically, a uh, big shout out to Chase. One more time, just please give it up for Chase for today. So Chase, I want to point out Edward up here. Edward is sitting in the second row, uh, and he and his team here in Lexington are faithful, faithful attendees to all things startups here in the city. 
uh, and throughout Kentucky, really. Um, and they love uh, the startups. They provide great services to them. We recently switched our accounts over to Chase. Uh, and I tell you, we have gained so much time uh, in more ways than I can, I can even mention. One of the ways, though, is certainly our check depositing uh, at Awesome So if you, if you want more time, which you're all in startups and tech, you want more time, um, recommend Chase. So is that good enough for you? All right. <laughs> He paid me to do this. <laughs> I'd do it for free, though. OK, well, let's, uh, let's get started. I want to get out of the way. We're going to showcase 11 startups here today. They're going to go pretty quickly, because the point is that you're going to get a sense of them, and then you're going to go schmooze them, because you want to you work for them, or you want to invest in them, or you want to connect them to your best friend, who happens to be an angel investor. Um, so we're going to get uh, our pitches rolling here pretty quickly. And first up, we're going to start with Jose from Good Maps. Can you make tons of noise with your noisemakers? <laughs> All right, Jose, I'm going to put this timer for you just as a reference. All right, so I'm Jose Gastambide. I am the CEO of Good Maps. The problem fundamentally is that we have not mapped the indoors. We've mapped the outdoors many times over, but we've barely begun the process of mapping indoor spaces. There are less than 500,000 venues in the entire world that have digital maps associated with them. There are six and a half million commercial venues in this country alone. We're basically at step zero of mapping the indoors. The reason for that is that it's expensive, it's difficult, and localization, finding where a person is or where a thing is, is not reliable indoors. GPS basically doesn't work. But if we could figure it out, there's a lot of value to be had and a lot of value to be captured. Uh, for us, helping people who are blind or visually impaired get around is paramount, and it's part of our uh, origin story. But there's a lot of other value that we can unlock as well. Helping first responders uh, react appropriately and receive critical spatial information when they're on their way to the scene. Helping hospitals track mobile assets. It's a $2.5 million problem for the average hospital in this country. Uh, and just overall improving the ability of a venue to manage that facility. So our solution is a unified stack uh, that is both spatial and positioning and, and navigation focused. Uh, we use, uh, I'll show you a picture here, uh, what basically is a Ghostbusters backpack, a, a LiDAR device mounted with cameras uh, that helps us capture all of the information inside of the space and enable a positioning approach that is completely hardware free. So right now, if you're trying to position a person or an asset, you're probably covering your space with Bluetooth beacons. Our approach uh, requires no infrastructure whatsoever. We come in, we scan, we leave, and we now enable hyper-accurate positioning without the need to maintain or install or replace any kind of infrastructure whatsoever. Uh, at the bottom here, you can see the LiDAR point cloud that we generate when we do a walkthrough. That gets converted into a map that's pretty standard. It's, it's pretty similar to what you see uh, when you have an Apple Maps uh, or a Google Maps. But we have the ability to really control what data gets shared uh, and what does not get shared. Obviously, it's really important for people to be able to control who has access to their building data. And so our SDK is controlled in such a way that it is all based on profiles uh, and permissions. So the entire public does not have access to the entire building. It's, it's really just what you choose to share. I've got 38 seconds, so I'm going to move pretty quickly. Uh, our business model is an upfront mapping fee and then an ongoing support fee. Uh, we will eventually open up uh, an SDK kind of pay to ping model. Uh, to give you an example, we'll be mapping an airport on the West Coast, and there is a delivery uh, service, a robot delivery service, that wants to consume the maps and, and consume the positioning. So we'll open that up as a revenue stream as well. Uh, we came in just under 800,000 in sales and are approaching a million in ARR. Uh, we're a partner at Intel. We have over 70 buildings with 45 clients uh, throughout the US, Canada, and the United Kingdom. Uh, we have just uh, expanded from POCs to broader rollouts in a couple of key segments. Uh, and then we did some fantastic testing uh, at Walmart with uh, wonderful metrics. I'll just jump to the chase here. How you can help. Uh, we have an open round that we're working on closing, three and a half million in new money on a seven and a half million uh, uh, pre-money. Uh, advocate for us. We are in universities, hospitals, airports, and museums. Uh, and follow us on social media. We are adding new sites uh, literally multiple times a, a week. We're making great progress. Thank you. All right, Jose with Good Maps, great job. And next up, I'm going to introduce to you Kate with Synaptech. Kate, here you are. All right, so as Keith said, I'm Kate Van Pelt, co-founder and CEO of Synaptech, and I'm excited to tell you how we're solving key problems in concussion care. 
So I'm sure a lot of you have heard about concussions, seen them in the news. Unfortunately, maybe some of you have had a concussion in this room. But you might be surprised to know that 30 to 50% of concussions go undiagnosed. And this is because concussions are difficult to manage, treat, and identify. It's a very nuanced, complicated process. And right now, clinicians don't have the tools to do that. In fact, 84% of clinicians want better tools specifically for concussion care. And that's where we come in. SnapTech provides an all-in-one platform where clinicians can easily track, assess, and diagnose their athletes and providing a much more easier, efficient, and accessible process for managing all of the concussion data that they need to track and uh, use. So in the past year of being in the fellowship, we've had a lot of progress. So right now, we're at 17 different locations. Some of the logos you'll probably recognize up there. And currently, we're helping care for over 1,400 athletes that have done over 2,000 different assessments using SnapTech. All of our three founders are now full-time, and we have hired a junior developer. Specifically, this developer is a product of that bootcamp program. So please go check out, go to Demo Day. She's a phenomenal asset to our team. We've also completed, um, or sorry, we raised $216,000 in non-dilutive funding from the NSF. This helps us develop innovative proprietary technology to further our mission to revolutionize concussion care. And finally, we also completed a seed round raising over $420,000 $5,000, enabling all of us to go full-time and providing us with the runway to continue to grow. We are very proud to be founded and growing here in Lexington and Kentucky, so please follow us and join us on our mission to revolutionize concussion care. You can follow us on Twitter, email me directly, or of course check us out on our website. So thank you very much. Appreciate it. Great job, Kate. Um, I also want to, I'm going to, before I introduce our next founder, who everybody loves, um, I want to mention that uh, everybody loves you, Matt. Everybody. Everybody's looking at you, thinking about how much they love you. Um, in your email inbox, we sent out a digital program. We were going to have them printed, but in your email inbox, uh, if you were registered on the calendar invite, uh, there's going to be a program that give you all the value propositions and the email contact information of all the, all the founders here. So, all right, everybody's favorite. Give it up for Matt from Stucco. Hi, everybody. My name is Matt Langan. I'm the founder and CEO of Stucco, where you can get any space virtually staged or designed in as little as a day. We primarily serve residential real estate agents with virtual staging, and these agents are facing a number of problems right now. Number one is, by definition, most homes that they're tasked to sell are difficult to sell because the majority of them contain spaces that are empty, ugly, or, God forbid, both. Now, that's a problem because most buyers lack the imagination to see the intended use and full potential of these spaces that they're considering to purchase. And the, historically, the best way that an agent can overcome these obstacles is by hiring a physical in-person home stager. But that is very expensive and also takes a lot of time. And so our solution to that is virtual staging. And the best way I can explain to you what this is and how it works is by showing you guys some pretty pictures. So agents all across the US will send us photos of properties just like this, and then in 24 hours or less, seven days a week, we are virtually staging these photos, and these virtually staged photos are used by our customers to help market and sell the properties faster and for higher price. So this is an example of obviously a vacant space that we've staged. We can also virtually stage spaces uh, or photos of furnished spaces, and we can also uh, edit photos of exteriors to show the potential of landscapes or outside spaces. Virtual staging is far more affordable and it's far faster than physical staging. So it helps our customers get their listings live faster, easier, and also by eliminating any sort of damage to the properties that they represent. It's a big opportunity because there are 2 million realtors in the United States. They sell about 6 million homes a year. And that's a whole lot of photos that are eligible to be virtually staged. Since joining the Awesome Inc. Fellowship, we've made a lot of progress. Uh, last year, we closed our first round of outside funding. Uh, we grew revenue by over 100%, so we're at a little over 30,000 MRR. 
Uh, I was really inspired by Awesome's Inc., Awesome Inc.'s culture and its vision. And I would say the most progress we made is getting a lot of clarity in terms of what our vision is as a company and improving our culture. Um, we also grew our team size by over four full-time employees. In terms of this year, that is a big arrow. I did not have the size of that arrow when I prepared this. Uh, we've been working on scaling our existing virtual staging offer for individual agents. We're crafting an offer to present to brokerages so they can uh, sign up for Stucco on behalf of all of their member agents and also rolling out an offer for big box furniture retailers. We recently partnered with Wayfair. They're actually, uh, these retailers are interested in paying us for the rights for us to show their actual physical products in photos of homes so that people can not only shop for properties, but they can shop from properties. We're really excited about that. And another big arrow to talk about the fact that uh, upcoming we will be closing our, we'll be doing a Series A, we'll be scaling our team and our sales uh, to automate our design processes um, to speed up our delivery and also releasing a public API so that we can show on the virtually staged photos that are shown on Zillow and Redfin and everything like that, we'll also be able to present the products that are actually being visualized in these properties at the time of sale. So thank you so much for the opportunity to share Stucco with you all. And thank you, Awesome Inc., for the opportunity to be a part of it. Uh, and next up, give it up for Mr. Evan Knowles with Simba. All right, hello, everybody. I'm Evan Knowles, co-founder and CEO of Simba. So the problem we're addressing is real estate agents traditionally have been grossly underserved when it comes to their SaaS products and especially on the finance side of their business. So the two biggest struggles on that front are customer relationship management and managing their business's finances. And I'll get more to that in just a second. The way we're going to address this is a mobile-first platform. Real estate agents are not paid to sit behind a desktop. They're very mobile, and traditionally their software does not match that lifestyle. And so we're addressing that lifestyle with mobile-first technology that incorporates CRM and finances. So some differentiators on our product. Uh, we're the only mobile-first CRM in the space. We launched that, got a ton of great feedback, and then we started incorporating financial features. Uh, then our onboarding process is self-serve. Our competitors are treating these agents like they're enterprise buyers. They're not. We want to treat them like they're consumers and give them a seamless onboarding and payment process. So I wanted to focus on this page just so you guys can understand what we're doing. All real estate agents are 1099 contractors, typically, and they are uh, self-employed. And the big problem with that is they're 100% commission paid. And so because of that, at no time do they have great transparency in their income. If you ask a real estate agent today, how much money do you make, they're not going to be able to give you a straight answer. And so what we're doing is we're showing them their pipeline, projecting their income based on their CRM. That's the CRM side of the business. And then on the finances side, for the first time, we're giving a real estate agent a P&L, projecting their taxes, showing their bank balances, showing, how, showing them how much money we're saving them on taxes, and then we're actually doing their taxes for them. And so this is all on a mobile application. And how we've developed over time, uh, we built a world-class team. I'll get to that in just a second. Uh, we've acquired over uh, 400 users, gotten their feedback, iterated on the product, realized that finances was something they wanted to address. When we first went to market, we were just a mobile-first CRM. We started to incorporate other features based on feedback. We raised a pre-seed round, and then we're just now getting ready to launch uh, in May, the big feature launch with finances. The team, there's myself, Ryan Harris is with the top brokerage in Kentucky, one of the top in the country, Tanner, Harris, or, uh, Tanner Wilcox, Design PayPal's business portal, Venmo's crypto app, and AT&T's mobile app. And then John Arsenstall is a great CTO. We're actually, he's coming on full-time next week. Uh, he's built a lot of great products uh, that have been used by over 20,000 users. Now, long-term, what we're doing here is we're trying to build an operating system for real estate agents they can use daily to understand their financial health and manage their clients. And eventually, what we want to do is be a banking provider to these real estate agents. One of the biggest trends in tech right now is called Vertical Fintech, and they're basically offering vertical financial services via banking to niche industries. We want to be that provider for real estate agents, and then we'll move to brokerages. We're still just in this first phase, and we'll be moving to phase two probably the next two or three years. And that is it. All right, excellent job, Evan. So uh, those first four companies that you heard from, they joined the fellowship a year ago today. So they just completed a year in the program. 
Uh, and I've gotten to meet with them monthly to talk about the highs and the lows of their companies. We've gotten together as a group uh, and shared wisdom and experiences from each of the founders. Um, so today is a sad day. It's bittersweet that I don't get to formally meet with these companies monthly, uh, but I'll find my way into your schedule. Don't worry. Uh, I'll be there, especially, especially Matt. Everybody loves Matt. Um, okay, let's move on. So these next four companies are companies that joined our program on October 1st, six months ago. So they are halfway through the program, uh, and you're going to get to hear from them today. Uh, and then when we do all this fun stuff again in October, you'll get to hear them after they've completed their journey in the fellowship. So I want to now introduce Jessica from Paver. Give it up for Jessica. Hi, everyone. I'm Jessica with Paver. I'm not going to knock this mic over. Sorry. Uh, so Paver is a digital calendar application that gives you a way to analyze your calendar so you can optimize your time. I don't have to tell anyone in this room how precious your time is. You know that your time is worth money. And most of you are probably using your digital calendar to track nearly every moment of your day and your week. So the problem is, is that we're putting thousands of hours of microdata about how, where, and with whom we spend our time into those digital calendars without a real way to see where that time is going and make better decisions based on that information. Paver is creating a solution to this problem by providing a way to produce visual analytics and valuable insights into how both individuals and teams spend their time so they can make better decisions. We're looking at a global productivity management software of $43 billion. That was in 2020. Uh, we looked at the US data and came up with a total available market of 11 billion. That, again, is based on US data, but we have users in 22 countries, and we have paying users in six countries around the world. Our target market is really in three verticals. So 50% of our customers are small businesses or small teams within larger businesses that are tracking all of their information in the calendar almost like they would a CRM. And 30% of our users are actually in education. So these are education users who are receiving federal funds from the government and have to provide a time and effort log showing that the time that they have spent with that money is within approved buckets of receiving more of that money. And similarly, we have nonprofits who are receiving grants and have to also report back on the time that they're spending to prove that they are showing they are using that grant money in approved ways. So our traction to date, we're at 600 monthly active users. We've got about a 12% free to paid conversion rate. We haven't spent any money mar on marketing yet, and we're starting to rank really high in some organic keywords on both Google and in the marketplace where we're listed. So if you're thinking, whoa, that's really cool. How can I help her out? We've got an upcoming seed round. I would love some introductions to potential investors to start having early conversations, but also looking for introductions to people at JCPS or our local um, school systems, specifically in federal funding departments, and also to people who are making grants to nonprofits. Thank you, guys. Excellent job, Jessica. Uh, our next company, unfortunately, is not going to have any representation here today, So, uh, but it is LegalGant. LegalGant is uh, creating really cool software that is for attorneys and their clients and helps the communication flow between them. Uh, so Tony, pay attention back there. Actually, I know Tony, so Tony coached this company for Five Across, uh, which is a really cool relationship. And then when they got into the fellowship program, now Tony's offering guidance uh, through his partnership. So, um, but... Hashem and Carlos, uh, really driven founders, young and scrappy from Louisville, if that makes uh, a difference for you, hold it against them or support them. Um, but you should definitely learn more about them and their team. Uh, you can follow them at LegalGant on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter, uh, or just go to LegalGant.com to learn more about them. All right, let's move on to Rave On Sports. Everybody welcome Brittany up to the microphone. All right, good luck. All right, so I don't know how hard I need to try to get this down to my size because it's going to be down there. Um, my name is Brittany Harris, and I am the executive vice president and one of the co-founders of Brave on Sports. I'm James Clark. I'm the president and co-founder of Brave on Sports well. So we are a company that focuses on engaging collegiate and professional sports fans, as well as developing software as a service for um, these teams. We are enabling sports influencers, sports influencers to turn followers and subscribers into relationships. And what I mean by that is that all of our features inside of our app are based around live in-game engagement. There are hundreds of thousands of fans that will never be in the stadiums or in the stands for whatever reason. And our goal is to capture them 
to give them features that enhance that live game experience for them, and then be able to monetize those users on the back end. So what we do is we have um, actual live chat rooms inside of our app. They're game-specific chat rooms, so UK and Louisville. Um, when UK lost to the Peacocks, there was a chat room for that. So we actually have former players um, and sports influencers that host these live chats. So especially for UK fans, you can actually get in there during the season and talk to fantastic former players whose names you recognize, ask them questions about the game, talk to other fans. You can also vote on every single play that happens during the game. So if you love that dunk, if you disagree with the ref, it gives fans a way to say how they feel during the live game. And then again, that's data that we're getting back in real time for how fans really feel about what's happening during the game. I might have to bend down here just a little bit. Yeah. All right, so why would in, there you go. So why would people want to come on to host on our platform, right? So really the basic thing is it's, you know, we're not doing one-way broadcasting. It really is two-way organic broadcasting for these influencers. They're getting, they're getting real time, being able to talk to not only their audience, but also the audience that we build up in the app. And they're getting even better engagement off of our app and some of their own other platforms. They get to market themselves. Um, our Average user spends over two hours on the app. So once we have them, they're there for the entire game, which those metrics are just crazy in and of themselves. So we're really capturing the second screen experience outside of the main live event. Um, each podcast host, based on our small, basically, tests that we've been going through over this past year with NFL and CWA men's football, even these smaller podcasters, the average is about 109 new users. Per these podcasters, we have uh, over 60 podcasters and content creators on the platform right now. We do have interest from NIL firms and uh, NFT creators about trying to get their, their athletes you know, within the app, promoting themselves, some of the products around those as well. Um, so in a given year with these four leagues, which NBA is the next one coming up, it's pretty much built out, ready to go, we have over 12,000 hosting opportunities. Inside those hosting opportunities, you know, we also have the ability to sell sponsorship spots and different things like that in order to create our own ad revenue. Um, we do have a great team behind us. Um, I've been working in sports for almost over a decade. I have a master's degree from UK. In it, I was a former student athlete myself. Brittany is a fantastic marketer. She's been in, in that industry for over 10 years. Rick Baker, who's our CTO, he helped build some of the original software. He's been in software for almost 30 years at this point. Uh, Jeff Atkinson, he's been great in helping us with the business plans um, and those types of things. So as far as what we're looking for, we're always looking for strategic partnerships and networking uh, for at any given point around any league. So 2022, 2023 seasons, if you're around sports and athletes, let us know. We're also looking to do our first capital raise coming up here. We're um, trying to end that capital raise in 2022. So anyone who's interested in sports tech, VC firms, anything like that, or if you personally want to know more about what we do, contact us. And I just wanted to say thank you so much to Awesome Inc. for giving us all these opportunities. We were really excited to get to be a part of the fellowship, and the amount of support that they give us just as startups is fantastic, and we're really excited about that. Thank you. You all heard that, right? All right, and our final company that is six months into the program, give it up for Rafi from Borderless, please. I mean. Hi everyone, my name is Rafi Kayat and I'm the co-founder of Borderless. We're making bank payments simple, affordable, and accessible. Founding company is hard, and founding a company with a global footprint is even harder. Bank payments, they're tedious, slow, and expensive. Sorry, Chase. Uh, <laughs> they have an average fee of about $43, and the average markup is 4% on any exchange rate, yet they still dominate over 70% of the market. <clears throat> now, fintech startups have made it easier. You're all familiar with Venmo and Cash App, make it easy to pay friends, and Revolut and Wise made it easy to send uh, money to friends and family overseas. But the business-to-business -business space has lacked innovation, uh, and actually, uh, a typical business payment is about 33% larger than a person-to-person -person payment. So these platforms are not designed for them. This is actually a $30 trillion market that is severely underserved. So this is where Bordos comes in. We make it simple, affordable, and transparent. And now we've developed a vast type of products to help different companies of different sizes. So we have a web application for small and medium-sized businesses where they can make payments to vendors, contractors, employees, overseas in one click. 
But also for bigger clients and also tech startups, we have an API access that allows them to process thousands of transactions in a matter of seconds. Now, whenever you're paying someone, you're paying someone new, and it creates a network effect. And this network effect is paying off. So over the past two quarters, Borderless has doubled its processing volume. And also, we also won FinTech Startup of the Year at the US FinTech Award and Payments Tech of the Year. We also work with really big and also small brands. So some of them are actually local, and you might know them. Um, and some of them are really big. Our ask today is that we're looking for actually people, talent to help us. So we're looking for sales and software engineers. And also, we're looking for champions. If you work at a company or know of a company that does any cross-border payments, please be our champion and refer them to us. Thank you. All right, Rafi. So uh, those were the four, uh, including Legal Gain, those are the four companies that are six months into the program. Starting today, uh, it's really exciting, starting today, we have four new companies, four new shiny toys joining the fellowship for the next year, uh, and they're about to tap into all the resources that I talked about, be members of our space, uh, and, and really scale and grow their company. So I'd love to introduce uh, Justin with 13 Layers. He's going to tell you quickly about what he's building. So we're dealing with one of the biggest problems in the world right now. Cyber attacks, right? So raise your hand if you've heard of a cyber attack happening. Great. Now raise your hand if you know of someone in one of your circles that's been cyber attacked. About 70%. That's what the numbers say and they don't lie. So I don't look at statistics. I look at what we see every day and we talk to anywhere from 20 to 25 CISOs on a weekly basis. And it's a big problem. So why are these cyber attacks happening? In 100% of successful cyber attacks, all of the reactive solutions have been bypassed. Your firewall, your endpoint detection response, your antivirus, the thing some of you have heard of, right? Here's why. They've been hidden inside networks for an average of 280 days. What's that mean? That means they're studying everything your business is doing. They know your vendors. They know how you talk. They know who you pay, right? They have access to your email system. So when they go to launch their attack, it happens in 30 seconds or less. So it's too slow. These products are too slow. That are, that's why these companies are getting hacked. And then the big problem is, Workforce development, there's over 500,000 openings for cybersecurity specialists in the United States alone, and over 4 million globally. So the problem's not going away. The estimation is roughly 12% of the global economy will be stolen in the coming years. So how do we solve that problem? We have our own proprietary technology, and we also leverage the best-in-class uh, partners that we vet thoroughly through our partnership with the DHS and the FBI. Uh, we have a real-time proactive threat intelligence device that sits in line and actually proactively, offensively removes malicious communication channels before they enter the network. Most of the solutions you see on the network are waiting for an attack to happen before they alert upon that attack and then send somebody else to go after it. And that time just takes too long. It takes anywhere from 15 minutes to a week. And a cyber attack can execute in 30 minutes or less. In fact, they just did a test and the Lockbit ransomware, which is causing havoc, can encrypt 25,000 files in one minute. So. We take that technology and we remove that stuff proactively and then we use a zero trust architecture with some of the best products in the world to close that loop. So our intelligence feeds those other products that aren't performing well enough in the marketplace, but they're still making billions of dollars, right? So our focus is human intelligence first, processed by machine learning and AI. And the human intelligence is really what's missing. That's why you saw the $6 billion uh, acquisition of FireEye. I was on with their team last week and they said, we're trying to get where you are right now. We've been in this place for over six years uh, representing this technology, and we've had a lot of success. So here's just some of the success. Uh, I've made sure to put some local stuff up here. One of our big initiatives is to focus on protecting the uh, businesses here in Lexington, Kentucky. I prefer not to fly for obvious reasons. It's been uh, tough with a broken leg to travel all over the place. So we are looking for more Kentucky partners. Um, Threat Intelligence is the proactive proprietary uh, software that we've built. It can be delivered physically via an appliance as well as virtually in any cloud instance that exists today. Um, I'm not going to go into a bunch of products. Bottom line is we have a fully integrated self-built self platform that works. We're going on over seven, almost seven years without clients having a single data breach, which not a lot of people are, a lot of people are too afraid to say. Um, our business model, we have a direct channel. We also have a MSSP and VAR channel. So we have, we went from two, oh, I'm out of time. Well, let's just skip ahead. So how can you help? We're looking for 
Lexington companies, we're starting to package up for investment. So non-equity financing vehicles, getting us packaged up for investment is a big part of it. And uh, yeah, we're here to help. And if you have any questions related to cyber activities, I'm going to be hoping, hosting office hours one day a week where anybody can come in and just ask questions. All right, next up, Richie Hoagland with VR Together. Can everybody hear me? Okay, I was told I didn't have a lot of time, so I forgo slides. I'm just going to tell you a little bit about the company. So my name is Richard Hoagland. I'm the founder and CEO of VR Together. We are reducing social isolation and loneliness in senior citizens through an evidence-based virtual reality platform. So I'm here. I want to tell you why I'm doing all this. When COVID locked down the world, my mom was living alone, and I was calling her every day. And I could see the toll that isolation and loneliness was taking on. And I wanted to help. I knew that the existing technology that I had built that connected people together in a multiplayer virtual reality framework potentially helped reduce her isolation and loneliness. And maybe for the 21 other billion Americans suffering from acute social isolation and loneliness. Currently, we have 272,000 in funding from the National Science Foundation for Research and Development. We received $80,000 from, from the state of Kentucky in matching funds and $55,000 for a first prize award in an international competition by Meta. We have a pilot lined up for the end of this month at Arc of Acadiana, another one kicking off in the next month, the Sanders Brown Center for Aging at the University of Kentucky. We're in the final stages of paperwork, pilot at a large, luxury, continuing care retirement community in the state. My ask is that we're about to launch our pre-seed round, and we're looking for funding to scale our core team so that we can build the management and developers necessary to iterate on the lessons learned from our pilots and prepare to sell VR together into our beachhead market. Awesome, Richie. Awesome. All right, next up, Josh Reed with his company, Influ. Give him some noise. Well, good afternoon. My name is Joshua Reed, and we help companies with brand amplification, talent acquisition, radical retention on social media by 10 to 100x. And the problem that we're solving is simple. Social media teams at companies have very limited reach. Their franchisees, their partners, and also their employees don't have a simple way to help maximize the company message. The reason why number one is time. Who agrees that social media is very time consuming? Yes, it creates the stress. You couple time and stress, you tend to what? Not do it. Knowledge, it takes months, if not years, to master manually. We leverage AI and machine learning. The last process, there's no process, a place to do it, a measurable bait to also show ROI. That's why Info is a solution. We offer a simple way for corporates to share corporate approved content through the social networks of the employee social media channels, getting eight times more engagement, 24 times more reach, 10 times more job applicants, and 42 times more impressions. As far as traction, we're on pace to achieve 1 million AR this year. We have 4 million in the pipeline, and we also have 33% month-over-month -month growth. In our business model, as you can see, we have a very strong value proposition with recurring revenue month-over-month -month that's adding value year after year. As far as summary team, we have a combined experience of over 30 years in marketing and SaaS, and we're backed by a very strategic and uh, advisory board that helps assure our success moving forward. As far as the ads, we have already closed a pre-seed round of $595,000 last year, last September. We're currently at $1.5 million raise with 900 committed. So if you'd like to learn more or participate, please contact me for more details. And thank you for your time. All right, and last up of our shiny new startups, give it up for Bennett with Active Therapy Systems. What's up, guys? I'm Bennett Gatto. I'm a physical therapist, founder and CEO of Active Therapy Systems. We are providing virtual physical therapy and remote patient monitoring for people with neurological disorders. So currently in the United States, there are over 17 million people living with Parkinson's disease, MS, or some early stage form of Alzheimer's or dementia. Physical therapy is a crucial component in the management strategy for these patients. And right now, physical therapy, access to physical therapy is severely limited due to time, travel, and cost of attending in-person sessions. So our solution is we provide the tools necessary to deliver digital treatments with um, 
looking at different data points such as blood pressure, activity, sleep. All of our patients are managed by a physical therapist remotely, and then we progress and adapt um, our routines on the fly. So the market is uh, currently a $67 billion market. Um, over the next 10 to 20 years, that's likely to double or even triple as the population continues to get older and these uh, diseases become more prevalent. So our goal is to improve quality of life for each of our patients. Um, ultimately, through our data and being able to provide routine treatments, we're able to improve outcomes and reduce costs. All right, everybody, you just heard from 11 of the startups that Awesome Inc. is betting on. We love these founders. We believe in them. Uh, they are hard workers. They, say, they do what they say they're going to do when they say they're going to do it. So uh, if, you've, uh, if you want to invest, you should talk to them. So uh, would anybody that is uh, a fellowship founder, past or present, would you just raise your hand, please? Let's look around the room. Yeah, so check out these people. You should go up and talk to them uh, and hear about what they're working on and what their companies are up to. Today is our 13th birthday. Awesome Inc. Uh, a lot of people said we couldn't do it. Here we are. Joke's on them. We're here 13 years later. We're so glad that you're here with us to celebrate. Well, so I mentioned that we've got kind of classes of fellowship companies coming and going every six months. And uh, the secret uh, that I'll play my cards open-handedly is I'm gonna invite you all back here six months to the day on October 1st for round two. And you're gonna hear uh, from the companies that are six months through the program, they're gonna be leaving. We're gonna have four new companies joining. Uh, so it's gonna be a lot of fun and I hope you'll be back. So uh, one final shout out to Chase. I'm not doing it out of obligation. I really sincerely love our relationship with Chase. Recommend them to you very strongly. Please stick around. We have cupcakes for our birthday. We'll be insulted if you don't eat one. And we also have a ton of donuts because it's uh, Frank's Friday at Awesome Make. This is an informal but very uh, established tradition here at Awesome Make. Everybody good? All right, thanks for being here. Love you all. Well, that's it, guys. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Awesome Inc.'s podcast. And another quick thank you to Lee Rosevere and a few members from our community who provide the music that you hear in this show. Lastly, give us a follow on Instagram, Facebook, all that jazz. Or even better, come on down to our space. Come be a part of our community and get plugged in. And let's start something awesome together. You guys rock. We'll see you next time.